Hello, anybody, and welcome to episode six of Four Color Ultrasound. I'm your host, Dieter, and with me, as always, is Mike. And uh, yeah, we're just two friends, read comic books together, we like to talk about them. So we decided to talk about them and let anybody that actually cared maybe listen in. And uh, we're a spoiler podcast, so we'll be going over the books from July 17th, 2019. So if you haven't read those yet, might want to or just listen and then you don't have to because you'll have a bad <laughs> interpretation done for you and uh yeah so just getting into things right away uh batman number 75 our favorite every week city of bane part one written by tom king art by tony daniel and mitch gerardes 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 Jared's. Jared's and uh, colors also by Jared's and Tomu Mori. So yeah, last issue we saw Bruce and his father. Last week, just last week, <laughs> we saw this issue. Why did it? Why is it back to back? But anyway, last issue we saw Bruce and his father from another timeline try to hash out their differences in the desert, only to have each other's words fall aside for fists. Two men entered, and supposedly only one man left. Who was it? Let's find out, Mike. Are we gonna find out? Uh, well, last week you were positive it was Batman, right? <laughs> I mean, I convinced you it was, I, I think. think. Conv- I don't know. I guess you convinced me. I wasn't sure. I, I held out. I said he had a sleeve on, and you said they got changed. But we'll find out. <laughs> I'm still convinced they got changed. So this one opens up with a time jump. Woo! Who doesn't love a good time <laughs> jump? How much time? Later. I don't know. Just later. <laughs> Just later. Just later the day, later, later that year. Later that week, because we just read this last week. And it... uh. You know, oh boy, it gets wacky right off the beginning, right? We got the Riddler and the Joker working together again, just like, but they're cops now. Wait, they're working they're together, like, but it's a buddy cop. They're buddy cops now. I don't get it. At least Riddler doesn't have his shirt unbuttoned, like three <laughs> buttons down, like he did in the War of Jokes and Riddles, oh, where awful. he was like super stupid, sexy Riddler. <laughs> stupid, sexy Riddler. And uh, yeah, so they're, not only are they cops, but uh, is it Hugo Strange as the commissioner? And they're out on a crime. They're talking about, oh, we better call you-know-who. Better call. Right, uh, Batman? I assume Batman. You assume so at this leading, point. Leading up to who made it out of the pit and wah, wah, wah. Well, if it's Riddler and Joker, are we supposed to think it's Bruce Wayne they're calling? Yeah, that's what makes you all like, whoa, what's happening? Like, they're working with Bruce now, too? Because he totally got out of that pit. <laughs> like, uh, I'm so confused. Just saying that it's a buddy cop... With uh, Joker and Riddler, is this already a comedy? Like I don't understand. But Batman, this whole book has not been has been anything but a comedy the entire time that King has been writing it, and now suddenly oh, it's just goofy. Oh come on, Kite Man's pretty goofy. I guess. Hell yeah. But they may actually try to make Kite Man serious, which I, I like those two issues, just the Kite Man part anyway. But yeah, the I guess it's the war on Law and Order. Right. Yep. See Hugo Strange as a picture of a dog on his desk. I think that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Does he, does he normally have a dog with him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, but he just decided he needed to have a picture on his desk and he doesn't have a family because he's evil. So he uh, just put a dog on. But yeah, we do find out it is uh, Thomas Wayne as Batman in this reality now. Or whatever, this timeline, this city of Bane. So he was the one that made it out of the pit. But you turn the page and you also find out that's, well, I guess, I mean, <laughs> you, 
But it, it kick, it's you know it has to be Bruce because it kicks in with like what an old joke now like an old here's the old story here's the old song that comes in yeah the story that the story or song or limerick or whatever that follows the storyline yeah, yeah so so suddenly it's now you got someone you assume is Bruce walking through the frosty mountains here all covered in snow where where do you think they are I where do you think those I don't know how did you get here because I get but are does Okay, we'll get to it later. Cause, but yeah, he's in a huge mountain range that has steps carved into it conveniently. But then it cuts back to Thomas Wayne in the back cave, and that's the ventriloquist as his butler. Yep, I right? think so, yep. And uh, obviously mind control it starts to get into a little bit. You see him, and then it cuts back and forth to the person ascending the mountain and the farmer joke and... It just keeps cutting now. Oh, it goes to the Two-Face with uh, Grundy and... Who's the other guy? I don't know. Is that Damage? The new guy from uh, what the New Age of Heroes? I don't know he who else it is. Pier- he has all those piercings with him? Looked like it. Yeah, I wasn't sure who this was. They don't say it? Like I, I didn't see it anywhere in here. No. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know who the other guy is. But if it's Damage, is, it can be Damage because he only turns into that monster, like his Hulk, for an hour, <clears> right? <throat> So I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, so Thomas Wayne going after Grundy and this guy. <laughs> and this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't figure out who it was. And uh, it has, it's a perfect time for, oh, Gotham Girl to show up, right? Yep, and Gotham Girl shows up. Well, you missed the whole part with uh, you got Batman fighting Grundy and this guy with Two-Face. That's so nice. So that's what, yeah, they started fighting each other. Yeah, and then she shows up to save the day. But then it cuts back to... The guy in the mountains, and he ends up at like a convenience store, or like what is he at? Like what is that? An outpost? <laughs> this is the, the uh, uh, what is it? Um, Rachel Ghoul's group that he goes and trains with in Batman Year One, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was the Quickie Mart, like the first ever Quickie Mart, where he goes <laughs> for what? <laughs> what? The Simpsons, where he had to <laughs> climb that mountain and he could ask him that one uh-huh. question. Yeah, yeah. For Apu to get his job back. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. But I think that's what's going on. He's got, I don't know, I guess, because he got defeated, so he has to train again. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. That I confused that too, but it hasn't gotten to that part yet. And I was going to ask even more questions. But that, you're talking about his what year one? Are you talking about? Uh, wasn't it from Batman Frank uh, Frank Miller's Batman Year One? Miller's. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out too. Is and then do they? Mi- but any, yeah. I can't remember if it was in that, but it's from. Uh, they did it in the uh, Batman Batman Begins movie. Okay. Right, it's the it's the it's that it's the group that trains him. If you say so, I didn't think that's where he was getting to. Why would he go back? Why would anything in this book happen? Yeah, you're. Oh, okay. <laughs> so speaking of that, <laughs> why do you go back? I don't know. Speaking the only thing I assume got... is because he got beaten, so now he's got to figure out how to train and get his mind back so he can go fight Bane. Well, regardless why anything happens i guess gotham girl becoming extremely chatty as you see in her fight like it's nothing but like oh the worst (laughs) speech like my head was hurting just reading it but so gotham girl is she still dying every time she uses her powers no she's fine now they don't bring that up ever again that was the whole thing they sold or they bought superpowers her and her brother bought superpowers 
but the thing was the more you used them the more you died the faster you died and she's been using them non-stop this whole storyline and she hasn't they never brought up that she's dying still no hmm but very chatty like maybe that's my main purpose the whole sidekick thing the balance thing the light to the darkness the orange and the yellow to his gray and black and more gray He's very much a lot what he is and shouldn't be all what he is or not most of it. What? He he is very much a lot of what he is and I shouldn't be all of what he is or not most of it. Yeah, no, 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 I don't get it. So if he tells me to be like him and he tells me to be a sidekick, you see it, right? Right? I don't know. Conflicting things, dilemma things, torn things, but again, not dramatic things. Dramatic compared to dead brother and dead parents things so not dramatic but still i'm left with what talking or not talking i don't know i just don't know i don't know either oh but which yeah, is to say hi so. i'm gotham girl like robin but better i yeah i don't get it and then how does thomas stop this he kills harvey dent but keeps two-face alive pretty much yes th- he throws the throwing that throws the battering through his eye and that kills harvey which which Two Face was going to do anyway? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. And why is Two Face doing this? I don't know. Does he mean give a reason why? What what this whole plan was? No. He's just doing something, right? And just as just so you get to see Gotham Girl chatted up, and that Thomas Wayne Thomas is yeah Thomas Wayne's the new bats in town. But it cuts back to the guy in the mountain, and that's what I was going to say. Okay, so. The memory of the mountain? Mm-hmm. That's who he's asking for. Is that where, where was that uh, ever brought That I have up? no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Where, where is the memory of the mountain? Yeah, I have no clue. And that's to me, that's where he's at. That's who he's looking for. He's looking for the, like, and that's what I didn't get. And then it kind of cuts into something else because, well, it doesn't, okay, so then this person says, the memory of the mountain's dead. And he's like, no, no, I had to, uh, uh. And that person turns around, slices his throat, and somebody else hits him over the head with a crowbar. And it's just two punk kids that was like, oh, we were just playing around. But, like, she's going to be pissed. We were supposed to just be pretending. And then uh, maybe they got something on him. And they rob him, right? Uh Uh-huh. Pretty much. Now, now, he says, dude, are you going to tell her? Are they still talking about the same her that was before? Where she's going to be pissed? I think so, yeah. Okay, and then that's Magpie. What does Magpie... Has Magpie... She's... I don't... Do you know who Magpie is? From Batman Beware. But I don't know her from... Batman Beware? No, she, huh? Yeah, that that 3D cartoon. Oh, okay. That had like... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that did I like, see that? <laughs> that was the only... That's the only thing I've seen her in was that Batman... Be, yeah, it was Batman... Be, Beware the Batman. Yeah, okay. It was on Cartoon Network. I'm sure she must have been here before. Was she not in Tom King's run at all? I don't remember no, her. I don't remember at all. So anyway, but then they say Bane's going to make her the richest woman in the world. So they know about, are they in Gotham? Where are these mountains? <laughs> I don't know. That's what, it, like, are these the the mountains of, like, the Alps of Gotham you've never heard about? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get and it. And how did Batman end? So if one of them got out, so did he leave the other one away? If, did Batman get out first and left Thomas Wayne alive? I mean, they both just climbed out? I, I, how much do you think they're going to... Do you think they're ever going to explain that at all? 
Most likely not. No. So then, okay, so, you know, you see Bruce left for dead yet again. This time it's in the snow, so he has no clothes on, so you think maybe he actually might die. But who cares? So we go back to... <laughs> who cares if Batman dies? Batman doesn't care if he dies, so why should I? But we go back to Two-Face now. Just Two-Face because Harvey's dead, right? Yep, because he threw a batarang through his eye, which severed the two sides of his brain somehow. And this is where the story starts really getting like back and forth from like Bruce in the mountain versus Two-Face in the uh, sanitarium and Thomas Wayne back at the cave. And it's all three stories going on at the same yeah. time you find out. Psycho Pirate's actually, you know, controlling. That's why Joker and Riddler and everybody's playing as cops and everything. Psycho Pirate's controlling everybody at what Bane wants them to do. And uh, Thomas Wayne is pretty much explaining that to Alfred, yeah. right? Isn't that what he Yeah. Did? Yeah. And then, you know, Bruce is like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> the big reveal, I guess. It's Catwoman. Yeah. She's back. Why was she there? Who, is that the she? Because that's who I thought she's going to be pissed we were supposed to be pretending. That's what I thought at first, too, but I, I don't But understand. then they cut into the... And then I think the magpie was just like a misdirection, so you would be surprised. Like, he's trying to, like, trick... Oh, it's Cat... Like, I didn't give a shit if Catwoman was coming back or not. It's not a reveal. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. But you knew she was going back. I mean... And then you get, you know, more Joker and Riddler... Harvey Dent naked. And then it kind of segues into an offer. Yep. Uh, but you see a lot more of Gotham and the state of Gotham. It's like all the villains are in public service now. With Firefly is like a firefighter and they're not doing nothing. Professor Pig is a cop killing people. Hush as a detective also killing people. I don't know why they have to be law enforcement. They're just going to continue <laughs> killing everybody. to kill people. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it goes on. And then you get uh, the little batteries not included robot. It's the Doom robot. It's the, the Legion of Doom. Talking to Bane. I guess the whole overlay of that whole thing was... Uh, this is what just Tom King saying, like, well, I don't want to be involved with the Year of Villains. Uh-huh. Right? Because he's saying, like, his deal with Luther is like, no, you leave everything to me. Like, I'm going to mess with Batman. All I want is this city. You can have the universe or whatever. But the whole thing to me is like, so what? Is Batman not going to be in any other stories now? No. Because he's in. Oh, he'll be there. He's still in Justice League. Where, how do, I understand that, but how does this start? Like, how do, it doesn't, where does this take place then? I think you're asking too many questions. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but seriously, I have no clue. No, no, this has never felt like it was part of any of the um, any of the other books in the DC universe. Right? I always thought it was just like a dream. The whole thing was a dream, but then it went into that dream arc, and I was like, eh, we're not going all Inception, are we? I think so, it was Inception, yes. No, I don't know. It, it's all, where does this take place? When is he freezing? Uh, they do mention in other books that Batman and Catwoman broke up. Right, so it must exist at some point. But I have no clue, because, like you said, right now, Bane's taking over Gotham, uh, but there's nobody else coming from the Justice League coming to help. It was, and, and they, I know in, the, in this book they mentioned Gotham Girl was the one protecting, keeping everybody out. We're supposed to believe Gotham Girl can keep out the entire Justice League? 
Oh, yeah. She won't die from using her powers at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to have... Every, ha, DC's trying to have it all. They're trying to have writers write whatever stories they want, but they're also trying to have everything tied together into one cohesive overall narrative. And it doesn't work when you try to think of it too too deeply. All right, trying to figure out where... Uh, how Batman is possibly here and in the, um, what's it called? The uh, antimatter universe? Yeah. Yeah. Why is he so mopey here, but like kind of, ha- is he bipolar now? <laughs> like he's so mopey in this one, but then he's all happy and like Justice League. Well, happier. Yeah. I don't know. And what's Bane's plan here? So Bane took the city. So we, what, he just wanted to destroy the city? This is mine. Not destroy it, run it. But he's got all these villains running around killing people. Yeah, he's going to make it better, though, than Batman ever made it. Okay. Just wait. You'll see. He's going to make it so good, Batman's going to want to stop being Batman. And then he's going to be like, I don't even need to be Batman. (laughs) Bane can be Batman. And then Bane's going to be like, I I hate Batman so much, I hate myself. And then Bane kicks his own ass, and that's how it ends. Like... Because, like, that's the only... Only Bane can stop Batman, so Batman made Bane Batman, and now Bane stops himself being Batman. Oh my god, that is perfect. Breaks his own back. <laughs> we gotta get Tom King to listen to this. Yeah. That's how he's gonna end it. Sure. I'm sure he's listening to everybody out there. That's why his books just keep getting better and better, right? Yeah, and that's why he's been kicked S- off Batman. Speaking of getting your kicks off with Batman, there is a still books with Batman in it, because I read one this week called Justice League number 28. But hold on, are we, are we gonna do the uh, can judge oh. a can you judge a cover by its book? You can. So we do it every issue. That's right. Yep. We might have to stop it. Do we have to do every issue? Don't have to, I guess. Because sometimes it's not that great of a cover to like do it for. Okay, well, the only thing on this cover I wanted to point out. Well, we will do for this right. cover, but like, I was just trying to like uh, act like I didn't forget. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I know you didn't forget. We talked about this beforehand. <laughs> this is just a little banter we decided to throw into the episode. <laughs> Yeah, this is totally planned. <laughs> totally planned. So, yeah, I got notes and everything. So, uh, yeah. So this cover, City of Bane, shows uh, it's just a big old hunkin' Bane with Venom, which I haven't seen him been using much. I don't know. Half the story is naked, so I don't know. Yeah, at least he's closing this. And then you got all the villains in the background everywhere. Your Riddler, Hugo Strange, what... Uh, What's that guy's a Psycho Pirate, Joker, Penguin, Scarecrow, Mad Hatter, Ventriloquist, and who's that lady? I'm assuming that's Gotham Girl. Why is she dressed all provocative? That's the big reason I want. I want to make sure we talked about this. What was the point of oh, that? Okay. Like, I have no. Oh. I have no problems with the way she's dressed. Right. That's fine. In in, in theory, but she never once wears anything but her costume, and everybody else is dressed in their normal costumes. Why is she dressed like this? She's dressed like a Playboy yeah. bunny. What's what's the point? Bun- of that? Like, Why do they do that? Bunny ears and everything. I, I, I don't get then, it. <laughs> I miss. There's Zaz in the background too. Where's Victor Zaz? Next oh, there to he his is. Fist. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm assuming it's Gotham Girl. I mean, it's probably not. It's not Harley, right? She's not in this book at all. No, I don't think it's either of them. This is just like that other cover. Oh, did you figure out who was on that cover? Yes, Manhunter. Manhunt. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Maybe this is also Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> She's just everywhere. She's wearing a Playboy bunny costume this time, right? 
Yeah. I get I, I flip it through this, just... try to figure out, is there anybody in here that it could possibly be besides her? And I don't see. No. I don't know. I, I do not know why they would do that. It makes no sense. It does. She has blonde hair. Yeah, but she's dressed they, up like a Playboy bunny. They want an bunny. excuse to draw, to draw someone dressed like a Playboy bunny. I don't know. I guess so. All right, well. Really weird. As far as covers go, what does this one tell you? Uh, there's a bunch of villains you in it. And Bane's in it. And it's his city. And it's his city. So, yeah. So, it works. Delivers this. This is what I mean. It delivers what it promises, so it's hard to, like, really judge it other than being like, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is what it is. Bane's not really punching, but you don't ever see Bane, do you? Well, you do at the very end. You do end. at the very end. Yeah. But this doesn't tell you there's an offer. That's weird. That's what I said. This one, it turns into an offer issue, yeah. which, like, it didn't. This one had a City of Bane header. Zaz, Blammy, Razzmatazz. Scarecrow's not in it, though. I mean, Penguin's not in it. Zaz is not in it. So, like, there's a lot of people on here that weren't in it. So, uh, maybe. Oh, Zaz not. was. I believe. Oh. No, he wasn't. He was in something we read this week. A poorly drawn maybe Zaz. you. All right. We probably maybe. should move on here. Yeah, I tried to, but you stopped I stopped me. you. I want to talk about the cover. Oh, well, there's something you can't stop. That's Justice League number 28. Number (laughs) Apex Predator, the finale. (laughs) James Tinian IV. uh, Art by Javier Fernandez and Daniel Sampier. And then I got a question for you. It says the colors are done by Fernandez and Juan Alberin. Mm -hmm. Now, is this the same Javier Fernandez that did the art? Uh, I believe so. Why doesn't he? Have, yeah. Why didn't he get a first name credit as a colorist? Just why do you only get a last name? It's weird. They didn't put Javier Fernandez as a credit. They just didn't want to do his so name I, twice. I don't know. Or they don't. They they only pay you if they put both your names. <laughs> they don't have to pay him for that. Just pay him for just pencils. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I get two checks this way. Yeah, I don't know. Just that's put a, Fernandez. That's the second Simpsons reference for oh. you tonight, right there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is that lunch lady posing as the school nurse? <laughs> <laughs> I get two checks this way. <laughs> I get two but, checks uh, this way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in the previous issue, yeah, revealed what uh, Lionel Luther's ultimate plan for experimenting on John Johns was, and uh, that was to effectively create a race of super predators from human-Martian hybrids. We also saw the League getting closer to the recruitment goal of the two monitors, so they will hopefully defeat Petra... Will Martian Manhunter find what he's looking for from Lex? And will the Anti-Monitor be as ready to help as his brothers? Uh, only one way to know. That's to go over this issue, I suppose. Deep dive. Not true. But we'll just read it. So it starts out almost exactly where the last one left off, right? Yeah. Where they're uh, still just looking for Lex Luthor. Hawk. Hawk girl. I got a note on the show. Somebody thought we were saying... I. Uh, I know the more alarming news is that somebody listened to the show, <laughs> but somebody thought we were saying hot, hot girl. girl. Yeah, so it's I was trying to enunciate hawk, 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 hawk girl, hawk, hawk girl <laughs> and Martian Manhunter are flying around uh, looking for Lex, and Martian gets a a bead on him, and it's Lex Luthor saying, "You know what? Ditch the bitch, and come chill with me." <laughs> and Martian's like, "Yeah, buddy." And he knocks out Hot Girl, Hot Girl, just like he does it. Or Hawk Girl, just like he does 
hot girl just like he does every other Saturday night. Put, <laughs> knocks her unconscious and like some little robots take her away. It's really weird. But uh, yeah, so this is another issue that jumps back and forth between a couple stories. Like I guess most comic books do. But uh, we also find ourselves, or find the ourselves. Wow, I'm really into this one. <laughs> you are. Um, <laughs> we find the Justice League on Quard in the antimatter universe, and uh, they're looking for the anti-monitor. Because there was and, the monitor and the World Forger, right? Yeah. Yeah, they already got two of the three pieces they need to help defeat Perpetua, their mother. Or, yeah. yeah. So, they find out that that planet's been abandoned, and the monitor has not only killed all of the people that helped him, like, which is weird, but uh, left a message saying, hey, don't follow me pretty simple and then it cuts back to martian manhunter and lex and this is where lex is like the whole plan that he's going through right yeah and the whole thing about how he wants to become just as whole, like what the whole thing he's doing that perpetual gave him all this power he stole a bunch of information he's uh, making offers to everybody across the dc universe that we've seen in all the other issues we've gone over a few issues on this show uh how long is this? How long do the offers last? Do you know, uh, I think I think it's a month. Then there's the gifts. Then there's other <clears throat> other pieces as you go. Oh boy! So I, th- I think well, the offer yeah. almost done. Okay, so yeah, there's every like all the super villain, like all the baddest of the bads. I guess Lex is uh, trying to recruit to help him spread the message of doom because doom is going to overtake the earth, and that's what's going to help Perpetua create her race of super warriors i suppose but i'm a little confused because here it sounds mm-hmm. like he still needs uh martian manhunter manhunter right mm-hmm. he still needs to combine with him i thought as apex Lex now he already was combined with him is he not like combined with uh, a martian what did what did uh perpetua do mm, it wasn't mm, i guess not no Perpetua gave him powers, but I think aside from all that, he also knew about the work of Vandal Savage and his father. So now that he's like the ultimate human, if he merges the ultimate human with the ultimate Martian, then he will become the apex ultimate super predator. Okay. Right? Because he's just like... Apex Lex is just like, or whatever he turned into from Perpetua is just like the top human, right? Yeah, I did. She I guess say, so. I guess, uh, I guess that's why he still needs the Martian. I thought it was, um, I thought he was already combined with the Martian. That's why I was confused. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And just because, I suppose. But so, yeah. And then it cuts back to Starman, who's not dead, thank God, which, you know, a couple covers ago. We were really worried. <laughs> and then uh, Jaro. You <laughs> we were so nervous. And uh, the, the 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 100%, what is it? Who is this kid? Shane, right? That's his yeah. name. But he's of a... Uh, he's a pro- part pro- made from World Potential. Uh, he created he's the universe. Purely, right, and he's pure potential. Pure poten- that's okay. what he, that's, but he's not real. Yeah, he's pure, or is he real? He's pure possibility. Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, we don't know. He's nothing, but he's everything. <laughs> and uh, 
him and Starman have a moment and they see Doom taking over everything. Jane Good. And then we cut back to spoilers, like Mike said earlier, uh Lex actually starts <clears throat> stealing what? He 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 allowed um Marshall Manhunter allowed Apex Lex into his mind because Marshall Manhunter can meld minds. And Lex with was mm-hmm. like, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? I was hacking your brain the whole time that you were doing that. Because I knew, I knew that if you uh, decide, said no, you're not going to combine with me, I'm going to do it myself. And so he basically steals uh, all of Martian Manhunter's physicality, which then destroys his mind, in theory. Because I expect him to come back. But so he destroys his mind. Now he combines the two of them. Now he's the is that, apex predator. Is that going? Is that going to be how it ends? Martian Manhunter like consciousness taking back his physical form from Lex and leaving him just as the sun sensitive, pasty guy he was before. Probably it makes most sense. I hope not. <laughs> but that <laughs> the picture, easy, but yeah, the where Martian Manhunter's all like shriveling up, mm-hmm. like Lex Luthor stealing him. And then there's that double page spread yep. where Hawk girl busts in through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And Luther's like, dumbass, there's a force field there. <laughs> yeah, there, you could. I put up a wall that you could easily break through, but I put a force field like two feet past that. So, you know, good luck. But that picture right next to <laughs> awesome. Martian Manhunter's like dying yeah. and like shriveling uh-huh. up. That is like one of the coolest pictures I've seen in a long time. And it is like, he's just like all this like, melting puddle of ooze and like all is like uh it's like in roger rabbit where the cartoons get dipped in that stuff and they all start like mixing together <laughs> uh-huh i think oh it looks so badass but yeah and then he just slowly goes uh, away it was it, it's dip dip there you go way to go mike <laughs> I love the movie. All right. hey i've watched that movie a million times oh a million you say but anyway yes it's pretty awesome are you exaggerating no I used to watch a lot as a yeah. kid Okay. Yeah, love the movie. Anyway, move on back to comic books. Back to the book, and then so yeah. But no, that's pretty awesome. So Set. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that on uh, Twitter or and Instagram to show that picture. Oh yeah, like, oh, cool. Kendra, you need to run. He's insane. His war is going to burn down the universe. Is fire existing outside of Earth? I mean, <laughs> with no air, oxygen. Where else is oxygen? Anyway, but um. So yeah, that's not even the end because there's still a couple of pages. You'd think it would end with the death of Martian Manhunter. Yeah, but, I don't uh, think so. Oh, it, the league shows up, and they end up just oh, they just bounce because Dooms of, or the League of Do- oh no, they're still on Quatar. They're still on Quar Quard. Quar. Okay, so Quard. question I have: they it's the anti antimatter universe, and they actually point out earlier in the book that Green Lantern is using his force field, using his ring. To put a field around the Justice League, so because if if matter because if matter and antimatter combine in physics, right, it destroys the the atoms. So they point that out. Mm-hmm. What I'm confused about is you get the League of, the League of Doom shows up, and they don't have a force field around them. So why are they okay? It's the Legion of oh, Doom. And no, uh, what did I say? League of Doom. Sorry, yeah, it's a legion. It's, it's not a league. I should remember. Well, that. Sinestro used to live here. Okay. But Grodd so and Cheetah didn't. Yeah, but they look. If you see, the league's glowing slightly green. Yep, that's the force. Cheetah's field. got Cheetah has an aura to her. 
and garage. No, I guess not. I tried to sell. You tried it, to sell shit. it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Sinestro's protecting them. Okay. You just can't. You just can't see the just aura, see the aura because Sinestro, Sinestro's is better. All right. I'll go with that. Okay. But then, yeah, you get. And then it ends you get with Ape- the super Lex, super apex Lex saying, "Bring it on." And then next, Jarl changes the future in a Justice Doom War prelude. More Jarl. I like Jarl. More prelude. How many preludes do we have to have before we get to something? <laughs> well, we haven't got something yet. We get giant apex um, Lex. Yeah, Marshman Hunter's dead too. That was pretty yep. big. How many issues do you think until he comes back? Two. Two? No, it'll be a little further than that. But he'll be back. Uh, he, I don't think he's completely dead. I think they would have made a bigger deal about it if they thought he was dead. Seven months. That sounds about right. Because we got what, Justice League, got the Justice Doom War, and then what's after that? I don't know. He's probably got what, another year of stories. February. I say you see, you see Martian Manhunter again in February. Right. Take a note of that. Write it down. Well, we're writing it down right now. (laughs) You know what else I wrote down? Teen Titans number 32. Daddy Issues, part two of two. Written by Adam Glass. Glass? Who gives a shit about Glass? Uh, Art by Bernard Chang. And uh, colored by Marcelo Maiolo? Miolo? Miolo, I don't know. I don't know. Miolo, Miolo, he's going to put the colors on the books, all right? So, yeah. Uh, So, in the last issue, while the Teen Titans were dealing with the Terminus Project Fallout, Lobo showed up to carry out a contract on the team, which led to the discovery of his daughter. This news didn't deter him much as he uh, proceeded to kick the shit out of all of them. This issue picks up right where that one left off. Can the Teen Titans regroup and work together again to stop Lobo's insatiable love for the death and murder? I don't know, Mike. But let's find out. So I was going to ask, did you write these uh, synopsis there? Yeah. Yes. It's all in the delivery. But, uh, yeah, so this one picks up, you know, Flash just ran off with Crush. uh, And that's where this one picks up. She's still unconscious. And then, I don't know, like, everybody's lips on that second page in that top panel disturbing <laughs> like everybody's has like an issue yeah. they're all doing like either a duck face or like a weird snarl or like I don't know it's just yeah, strange they've all got me. herpes it looks like and what's the <laughs> all got this little, it's supposed to be a uh, uh, shine I guess a single shine but each one's got like just a round dot at least a roundhouse and uh flash do yeah yeah Roundhouse, I don't know, he gets all, like, his speak in this one, like, did he always talk like that? No. Easy, girl, we got you. Did he, like, I don't know, I don't remember him, like, dude, close your eyes. Easy, girl, we got you. Like, everything he says is, like, slow your roll, warrior princess. Yeah, no. Uh, Yeah. Dude, you don't get it. Like, I don't know. He seems all like super hip in this one, where he wasn't before. They hippified Roundhouse within one issue. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, they're all just standing around, kind of still angry at each other, kind of figuring out what they're going to do with Lobo. Uh, Crush wakes up, 
pissed as always, right? Big surprise there. <laughs> just let me live my life. <laughs> That's her whole deal. She's just pissed. And, uh... Is this... So she ends up talking to... That's uh, Red Arrow, yep. right? Did she get jaundice? Because <laughs> she's all yellow here. In that yeah, middle, middle, every panel, panel yeah. like, like, and not like she is like the same yellow as Flash's suit. <laughs> but it's her skin. Is it because she's is she Asian? I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, I'm thinking that. That's I don't know. This book just yeah, that's pretty bad. It's got a lot of like these weird. Yeah, no, that's what, pretty bad. I, didn't, I, didn't, like, I, didn't, I didn't, never even thought of that. It's not any other issue no. though. This one, there's a lot of stereotypes in this issue. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't happy with it, but uh, getting just past that, then, you know, right when they think they got their stuff together, and they're all like going to work things out, Lobo shows up. Starts beating the shit out of them again, but oh, they got something up their sleeves, and they drop a trap. <laughs> okay. A giant five-ton spiked plate with tranquilizers. So Reynolds mentioned, just dropped a five-ton roof laced with enough tranquilizers to put down a hundred elephants on Lobo, right? So um, let's, let's even say he's exaggerating on the five-ton. This, How do they get that up there? Because you see the one panel a little bit earlier with uh, uh, Robin, Who's what twelve, right? Well, I guess he's thirteen, pulling a single a single rope that looks like. Oh no, this was this was there before. This is a uh, Red Arrow's mother's hideaway, so this place was already rigged up for like. Okay, so then in the couple pages earlier, where it's uh, Robin there and you got uh, Jin talking to him about the prison. Mm-hmm. What is he pulling up? What's he tying up? Oh no, you're righty. I guess he is setting it. Is he setting it up? I assumed that's what he was doing. Well, Robin got the fight. I mean, what is well, it? You give me a, le- a lever big enough and a fulcrum in the right place. Yes, yeah. It just seems... And I can move the world, he, right? He's doing so. it himself. Jin looks like she could, she has teleportation powers or something. Or uh, she can move things with a mind, whatever that is. Not teleportation. Telekinesis. Doesn't she? But... Oh, and Lobo, I think... And, and uh, Crush is pretty darn strong. But you got Robin sitting here pulling it up. Okay. Yeah. Anyway... There's, there's probably like five or six pulleys on all there. Right, it's like, you, you know, it's all good. It's like lifting your garage door. All right. But yeah, you're right. So they crush him with this giant thing. And it's like, well, not only did we crush him, we tranquilized him. So he's got to be dead because he'll bleed out underneath there. We can't lift it again. But they don't have to because Lobo's still alive. And he comes out still kicking everybody's ass. Still just yelling. Like nothing really... of merit happens like they're not really talking much about they're just like yelling back and forth denying that he's the dad and then it ends well here's the other you want to talk about who was lift like okay things that are pointless lobo obviously has this giant cod piece it's very prominent in his Uh art it's a giant skull right over his cock and there's like this giant like plate coffin thing that covers up his dick like but Crush kicks him there, <laughs> and it drops him harder than that tranquilizer, five-ton tranquilizer dart did. Well, he feels pain. Right in the... Yeah, but the cod piece, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's not cod piece. That just is him. That's all him. 
His dick is just a skull just a and skull. coffin. Where is it outside his pants? It outside. It's too big. He can't. Uh, he can't put it in his pants. But then uh, he reveals some information. Or so this gets very South Park. Cartman on us, and uh, the mystery changes from South who Park is Cartman, what? What? Because the mystery changes from who is Crush's dad to who is Crush's oh, mom. Oh. Where it was like you know <laughs> yeah. it was that. Cartman was like he found out who his dad was but he found out his mom was a hermaphrodite <laughs> and that that was his dad so then you don't know who the mom was uh-huh. so that's what the like that's what the story did to us it flipped and then right after that happens where it's like oh this mystery is going to keep going on uh Jin just what changes him that's all that's the only explanation you're given why is Lobo going to give up I changed him yeah she just sticks her hand through his head and, I don't know, lobotomizes him, I guess. Yeah, so well, they don't have to worry about him anymore. They throw him on the moon. But uh, the batteries included guy still finds him. Because this is an offer book. And uh, Lobo gets an offer. For oh, yeah, and his offer, what is it? You can destroy the Teen Titans and your daughter will help you do it. Well, somehow, he's gonna, Lex thinks he's going to be able to get Crush to team up with the, with Lobo. Uh, You're not wait. intrigued by that? How is no. he going to do it? Will it work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so intrigued. <laughs> what if Princess Leia was a bad guy? <laughs> That's the only way it would That's work. The only way it would work. <laughs> what if Lobo used Crush to defeat the Titans? That's the only way it would work. Uh, exactly. So yeah, that was. I mean, not much of an issue. It's just filler, obviously. It's a little two-part yeah. arc. I guess they'll. You now you have stuff to. It developed Crush a lot more as a character if she sticks around, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, it was just it was a two-part arc, which is weird because it doesn't seem like it's over yet. But I don't know. I guess it's a way to just forget about him for a while. As the new normal, as this next is the new normal as the year the villain continues. So I don't know. Are they going to go back to talking about the prison and everything? Probably after this. Where uh, Robin created a prison in the Teen Titans Tower. The Terminus. Yeah, that was yeah. a Terminus project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. And then the whole Deadshot thing. Seems like this year of villains interrupting storylines more than it's creating. But it says year the villain continues. It's all year. It's, I mean, it is all year long, like it says. So you're going to see a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of tie in somehow. Hmm. So the cover, I do have a gripe with this cover. All right, the size, the proportion of Lobo. Like, look at Flash's head next to his knee, <laughs> and keep in mind, like his head's above his knee, so like his, the head would seem bigger, mm-hmm. right? But it's like his knee is like almost twice the size of his mm-hmm. head. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and then, like, the knee is also the same size as Lobo's head. So, it's like, is your knee the same? Like, and then, look how long his leg is. I yeah, don't know. it's pretty bad. And Crush is supposed to be super huge, but, like, her foot barely takes up, like, half his chest. So, I don't know. It's very disproportionate Lobo laying on the ground, knocked out. Crush saying, who's the main man now? Because that being Lobo's catchphrase. And then all the Teen Titans about to like descend on kicking his ass, even though he's, he's already down. So yeah, so it, 
This one actually ruins the end of the book, right? Is that yeah? Because is that Obelus? Is that the chain that they use to tie him up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which she was complaining. This is my chain. I don't want to get rid of it. But they tie him up with it, and he ends up with the moon with it, doesn't he? Or is that the channel? No, my... channel was something else. That was just a regular chain. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because he had to send it a they... tractor. So Once they get him there, okay. yeah. I think what's his name threw it up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. So yeah, I don't know. Not a terrible issue, but not. I don't know. Not, I liked it. Uh, I liked it more before, but we'll see where it's going. They can't all be winners, Mike. <laughs> There's not like. Yeah. Not like Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number one. Superman's pal. So they're Jimmy Olsen bringing one. back the R- comics from what the sixties. See, I don't know. I didn't. I have no idea. I was you being the resident Superman. Uh, enthusiast, I was hoping you could tell me. Well, I, I never read any of, the, any of the Superman's Pal books, but they did okay. in the 50s, 60s, I think. It might have been earlier. might have started in the 40s. There was a book called Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen, and he just it was him going off on these wacky adventures, and this is basically just a callback to that. As you can see in the first... Uh, have you ever read any of the really old books <clears throat> from around that time period? No. Uh, nothing. No, I say the set. No, 80s is as far as I go okay. back, probably. Because in the 50, you know, 50s, 60s, you would have one of the books would be a lot long, longer than these books, uh, the 27 pages or whatever it is. So they'd be a bit longer, but each one would have multiple stories in it, and it was always very wordy, lots of word boxes. So that's what they're going for here. In the first page, there's a big word box in the upper left-hand corner, giving background of of the story, right? And then the first story, quote unquote, ends in two pages. And the next story ends and like they keep doing these big breaks with the um Yeah. And they being before you cut me off, Matt Fraction and There you go. Uh Steve Lieber. Steve Lieber? Lieber? Oh, I would say I would uh, assume it's Lieber. Yeah. Matt Fraction Steve on art or on story and Steve Lieber on art. And uh this is a number one, like you were saying, nothing so there is nothing really to come before except Correct. for like you said, maybe they're trying to bring pull stuff back from the fifties. But uh, Matt Fraction, though, uh, he was a big writer with Marvel. He did a lot of cool stuff over there. I don't think he's done anything yet in DC, right? This is actually kind of news to me that I don't think I've seen him. This is kind of big that he's actually right. Is he like, because he's not writing for Marvel anymore? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if he came over with with, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. What else have you read him? What of his stuff have you read? Because he did the Hawkeye one in 2012. uh, Is that Hawk guy or is that there's a Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, he did Hawkeye, but he also did the Iron Fist. That whole okay, Daniel Rand. Right. I never read that, yeah. And he did, like, he redid the whole origin story of Daniel Rand. Uh, he did that Thor run. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Which, which uh, Thor run? It was before the Jason Aaron and all that stuff where he did the... Yeah, it was the one, I think it was before Aaron. Before that triple time mm-hmm. one. And then... Uh, he picked up Fantastic Four, I think, after Hickman. Were they all the same kitschy, humorous style like he did with... Um, no. That, oh, he did that Sex one? Criminals. He did that Sex Criminals book as well. Was that my... Fra- oh, that's um, right. That was my fraction, huh? Yeah, I think that... Is that still going? Uh, Yeah, it's on a long break, but... Yeah, he did that. And then he's done... Oh, he's done I think he did... Uh, Avengers versus X Men. He was in that. 
He did a lot of stuff over at Marvel when I was reading it. I really liked him. But yeah, he did not as much as that Hawkeye. That Hawkeye kind of, that was that style that he kind of yeah. put his, though the one that he put in, like the stamp on his style of that thing that you were talking and about. And Six Criminals is very similar to that. And there is something in this book that just screamed that to me as well. When we get to it, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you said, this one isn't, it's not even one story. It's not even a, yeah, like a single arc or anything. There's a bunch of, a bunch of stories. In it's it. a bunch of stories, but it all, I think, ties into, they're trying to give Jimmy Olsen a bigger background than he's ever had before. Because this is, this is. That's what I was going to ask you. How much is this true? Like they go, they start with like his family being here at the very beginning of like Metropolis. His family, it shows his, who's <laughs> His great grandsomething. <laughs> Sorry, this is absolutely hilarious. We can't even like get to it. Jimmy Olsen's great great grandsomething, Joaquin Olson, in the in it's the falls they'll kill you. Is it foreshadowing yeah. or not? And it's uh just him arguing with some other people over some land, and they're like getting mad at him. He rips up a contract, and they just yeet him over the falls. <laughs> so yeah, they were working over contracts. Joaquin Olsen is trying to, he go, the, the whole background story in the dialogue boxes mention how this is back in the time when if, you, if, you, if you're the first person on the land, hey, this is my land. Um, but then this Alexander group, which I assumed, actually I thought it was Luther's family, like Alexander Luther, but I guess not. They come in and they're like, hey, we bought the land, so it's ours. And as they're arguing, he just hits him with a shovel and knocks him over the cliff and that's the end of the story. And so then Alexander got the land. Yeah, and then that's good stuff. Yeah, it's good, good, funny. I didn't expect that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the next set of story is, I guess it's Lex Luthor, and I assume this guy in the the store in the um, news roundtable that they're talking about is supposed to be Jimmy's brother, Jimmy's cousin. I don't know. I don't remember him ever having uh, brothers. But uh, Jimmy's the Jimmy Olsen family guy wants to keep up an old statue that the Luther family built ages ago, and Luther wants to knock down. I don't know why. Uh, as, as they're doing that... Because because comics. Because comics. And so, <laughs> the next page turns into Jimmy Olsen in one of his daily, uh, daily Planet news shows. He Obviously, apparently, he does really crazy things. And this crazy thing is, he's out in orbit, and he's going to jump out of a plane, because somebody asked him to. Jumping out of a plane without a parachute. So, he gets... Metamorph- what I, metamorphosis? I had the feeling that it was like they just like because he's Superman's friends like he'll do anything because he can't die because Superman will inevitably save him oh. Did I like th- that's what I got from it that, 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 okay yes I get that that makes sense because he's like okay so yeah jump out of from upper orbit <laughs> jump to the earth without a parachute we'll all check it out because there's no way you're going to die because Superman has to save him. He's just, like That's what I thought he was doing. That's what I got from <laughs> that it. That is awesome. I, I don't know if that's what they're going for, but it must be. And uh, that's what's going to be in my head from now on. Because <laughs> it's perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just the pal who fell to Earth. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like... No. And then even when, when he starts like falling, he turns into that... Why does he turn into a giant lizard? Well, what it was, Metamorpho was giving him a shot to turn into, I guess, a giant rock or something. Right, so they could land and not get hurt, but somehow he got the wrong one. He said, "Some egghead at Star scrambled him up with Draco lizard gunk." Right, so he got the wrong material that turned him into a giant turtle. Yeah, it's like Gamera, yeah. and then but then even when like Clark Kent's reaction is like, "Oh boy," <laughs> just like God damn it, <laughs> he's like again, I gotta go save Jimmy again. 
But uh, do you know why good. they did this? Why this whole turtle thing showed up? Because apparently he turned into a turtle in his original book, which lasted like several hundred issues. He turned into, he turned okay. into a huge turtle. And it was one of the crazy things that happened to him back then. And as soon as people heard that Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen was coming back, like the first question anybody asks is, are you going to do tr- Turtle Jimmy? So basically they made sure to do it in the first couple of pages. And like, look, all right, we did it. Let's move on. And so, yeah, Turtle Jimmy ends up taking out the statue that uh, Lex wanted to have destroyed. And they're implying heavily that Lex knew this was going to happen, and he knew exactly where he was going to land. Yeah. So. Before that, can I go to one, one little thing? So they've got, mm-hmm. when, as Superman's catching him, right, and he's flying through the atmosphere and everything, uh, I think it's a Superman saying, he's uh, doing, so he's got some uh, math equations here. A equals 4 mm-hmm. pi r squared, and V equals 4 thirds pi r squared. But that's a sphere, not... They screwed that up. That should be four-thirds pi r cubed. It's a volume. That's a right That's a right triangle, <laughs> you idiot. I'm sorry. As an engineer, that's, that bothers me. That's a, that was the third Simpsons reference. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyway, come on. Do you have an editor here that knows, at least know that the cubed is for volume? But anyway. In the scene where <laughs> Itchy plays Scratchy's ribs like a xylophone, he strikes the same ribs twice in succession, but produces two clearly different notes. Is this to be assumed that this is some sort of magic xylophone? Hey, hey right. I noticed that right away. Let's move on. But I didn't me. even read the. Ma- I just like glanced over the math equation to tell you the truth. Also. I was like, I'm sure that's got to be right. That's got to be right. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, and then um, I like the sound it makes, bork. <clears throat> so as it smashes through the heat of it, the, the lion, it goes, Superman's trying to slow it down, and it destroys a building. And Jimmy just sits there, and he turns back into Jimmy. He's obviously naked. Super duper, and ends with bork as the, bork. I don't know what you would call that. He's got his bow tie that signifies the end of the story. And then the next story is... Jimmy back at the uh, Daily Planet and uh, Perry Olsen's Perry Olsen Perry White is furious at him because he's wasting all his money and uh, what's her name the owner of uh, the owner of the Daily Planet now who is running what that crime syndicate in the background oh the Madam Publisher yeah. lady uh, I don't remember her name Leon, yeah Red Cloud yeah, the Red Cloud boss yeah. the Red Cloud not Red Clown yeah I was interested I was actually very surprised to see her in this that they can like I thought this was going to be a book outside of all that but yeah they kept with that same storyline that they're using yeah, Superman so it, yeah. in action and all that stuff. I guess it's supposed to be part of this uh, all canon so it's kind of cool we'll see if he gets goes anywhere but in this whole thing he's so Perry's just furious at him and they end up going to CIT and the IT guy goes uh, you realize that uh, all the only money you are making is from everybody watching his show so Jimmy's, Perry's like, oh, you're doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. But, uh, what, Ms. Leon or something like that? What's her name? Uh, it is Ms. Leon. Leon, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, um, what? <laughs> There's a part in here that cracks me the shit. <laughs> like, this, this book is really funny. It is. But, uh, it, the part where, I don't think you've gotten it to it yet, but it's where, like, uh, Leon's, like, Kent tells Kent, like, hey, can't you control this kid, Kent? And he's like, that might only be a job it's, for okay. Superman. He, like, winks. <laughs> and then she just goes, oh, He's still winking. So, yeah. So, she, she asks Kent to control him. He winks at the camera at the uh, audience, uh, which is what Superman used to do in every issue from the original book. 
And then it, okay. then it became a thing on um, George Reeves' Superman show. Where he would and he turns the camera and and it would always be, uh, I don't know something about Lois and something about him not being. You know, Lois would be like, if if only we knew where Superman was, and he'd turn the camera up. If only we knew. Wink. Right. Okay, so yeah, that's good. Be jobs, yeah, so yeah. that's exactly what that is. And then okay, <laughs> he's still winking. <laughs> <laughs> and then would you say like, oh, it's just as the like the clicks the teeth and Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. That's pretty good. Oh, that's good stuff. So, uh, this ends with, I don't know what that 33, you have any clue what that 33 number is at the end of the story? Well, I had to reference something inside this okay, story, yeah, right? I assumed, but I didn't know. So anyway, so it ends with, um, her saying, yes, let's keep him on, but get him the hell out of here. I don't want him in my city, mainly because he causes 20 traffic jams. And so, he moves to a new town, and it looks like a, it, the, the land, he's in a horrible, run-down apartment, which he has to pay rent daily. <laughs> Rent is due each morning in cash. Or if you pay in advance for the week, I'll knock 20 bucks off. No speaking, no smoking, no drinking, or fr- no fraternizing. No murdering. Oh, before you... No, no moitering. moitering. <laughs> but uh, before you get to that, that's the the extremely fraction moment is when the bat flies into the room and the landlord starts whooping its ass with the broom. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he does the... He's doing the little... He's like shooting it out the window like a, like a slap shot, but the word bubble just has a hockey mm-hmm. skate. That's that's super Met Fraction to me. That's like 100%. This whole panel where he's just like... The whole scene, I think, that just... It kind of... He's not, He didn't do the yard, right? Who did the yard? Was Steve Lieber? Did, did he do... Did Steve Lieber do uh, Hawk? No, but that's something you would script in, I right? I assume so, yeah. He must be because he does it. Yeah. You're right, because I forgot about that. Was what, I was going to ask you about that. Like, what's the deal with that? But I forgot that's what he used to do. In, I know he did it in uh, Hawkeye. Did he do it in the other yeah, books? That's what I was saying, yeah. Uh, no, but I knew, that's what I, it was like, that, that when I said earlier, like, there's a very Hawkeye moment in this book, and that's what it is, so it's like, it telegraphs what he's like, because without that, you just see him, like, you know, always just shooting it out of the window, but, like, when he adds the hockey stick, you can, like, the guard, the guys, or the landlord's, like, thinking, like, oh, I'm gonna hit this, like, a skate, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it just adds more, like, another level to it, so, and he gets it right out the window, and, uh, like you said, uh, no fraternizing. No moitering. No moitering. So it's like Fat Tony from The Simpsons <laughs> and other Simpsons are. What's a moita? Should we start uh, doing a Simpsons podcast? Yeah, maybe. Right. That'll be, that'll be the Patreon. There you go. It's the Patreon uh, one. We're gonna we're really gonna hook people. Like, man, these guys know shit about comics. But <laughs> that one guy. One guy. That one guy seems. <laughs> one guy seems to know a lot about The Simpsons. <laughs> Let's pay to hear him talk about that. Let's pay to hear him talk about him. Oh boy, could I talk about the Simpsons? But we're not talking about the Simpsons. We're talking but we about are. Superman. Superman's pal Jimmy uh, and uh, yeah, you find out that he's uh, where he's in Gotham. Gotham, the the armpit of America, which is Bane City right now. So I don't know how he got in. <laughs> yeah, no, he got there. Yeah. So anyway, and yeah, so it ends. Surprise! I'm su- surprised his landlord wasn't uh, you know King Tut or something. So. <laughs> Every part of the building is run by one of the supervillains. Right? I mean, it's like a, a city of Bane, man. That's how it's going to go so down. And he pulls out a newspaper article. And it says, who killed Jimmy Olsen? He goes, how in the world did I end up here? Oh, yeah. I went ahead and got totally moitered. Totally moitered. So we got to figure out what that means. Uh, so it's so I'm sure this is going to have what, a single story going through. But I'm assuming they're going to continue this the shtick of it being you know set up in multiple stories within the book. I hope so, because I kind of like it. It's a callback to the old books. Let's murderize them. 
Remember that movie, Three Ninjas? Oh, so. what? yes, I remember Three Ninjas, but I don't remember the line. The young one, what was it? It was uh, Tum Tum. Let's murderalize them. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Okay, well, see, maybe that's Patreon content too. I'll do a. <laughs> what's what are those things? What are those tracks called? Audio uh, commentary yeah. on on Three Ninjas. Okay. And Three Ninjas Strike Back. Do you, and Three Ninjas High Noon at Thunder Mountain. I don't know if that was the title of the third one, but still, <laughs> it had Hulk Hogan in it. <laughs> the third one had Hulk Hogan in it, really? <laughs> yeah, he was the bad guy. Is that like an amusement park? That's hilarious. I don't remember that. I remember the first one. We loved the first one as kids. I don't think I saw the rest of them. So this, this, this. But sorry, of... before we get there, this is next. Did you no. discover the secret powers of Jimmy Olsen's pal Kevin uh, Superman? Is that just? Is that a reference? Like cross out Kevin. Is there a reference to something, or is it? I don't know. You have any clue what that joke is? You've given me every reference so far in this book. All right. <laughs> like the turtle, and then like I thought independent things were funny. Like oh, Superman like freeze framing and wing. You're like oh, that's happened all the time. Like you knew everything, and then you get to this thing. You're like, hey, what's with this uh, Kevin Superman thing? Was I'm it like, a Simpsons oh, reference? Oh, oh, oh. No. Okay, so you don't know it. No. All right. No. I'm fresh out of Bort license plates. <laughs> Bort. We need more license Bort plates. license plates in the gift shop. You know when you go to Universal and you go to the Simpsons Town mm-hmm. and they have a gift shop and they sell license plates with names on them, they don't sell Bort <laughs> oh, license plates. And that, How do they not? Yeah, I, I'd, or at least, at the very least, have an empty spot that always said, like, you know, this spot for Bort. Like, like they're always uh-huh. sold out of Bort oh, license plates. Oh, that'd be plates. perfect. That would be even better than actually selling the license. And they don't even have that. And I thought that was the dumbest thing I ever... I was like... I was That's so ready to find... I thought... Part. Yeah, I know. I thought they had them for sure when I went there. But I was d- denied. So, you yeah, know people would buy those. the books. Sorry, I, 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 I like cut off your cover. Did you want to talk about the cover? Oh, yeah, sure. Because I, I didn't get the... Uh, I actually did want to talk about it because it's obviously Jimmy Olsen laying down on like a conference room table and he's a or it's not a table it's a you know metropolis city mm-hmm. map I map guess. yeah but is that all of his heads like i don't who are all the heads those are all his heads then what's with the gay biker one right the yeah, first one on the left sometime. okay i want to see that story <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he's yeah, like, I don't know. I think I think that I think all of them are reference to something. And in this book, why is I know his the head one with so the, big in the other one? I don't know. Because there was the one with all the mummies, the mummy heads. If you go in in the middle of the book, when they give the, when they give the, mm-hmm. when they do the flashbacks to all the different stories he had, I'm guessing each one of them is a, is a reference to something happened in his original book. Okay. Well, uh, maybe we should go back and read his original stuff then. But this is what only, only a twelve. Twelve issue maxi series, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm assuming it's one that'll continue if it does well. But who knows? All right. Well, those are the books. So those are the I books. don't know. Does you know what that means? It's time for Mike with the news. All right. Do something on the here. What? No. Uh, anyway, so uh, I don't know. There's a weird Chinese food. <laughs> Chinese food. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike. I gotta go. <laughs> Chinese food's here. You know, you gotta eat that stuff right away. Where there's uh, Chinese food, there's leftovers. That's right. 
So let the, let the audience figure out where that's from. Exactly. Um, where was I going to go? So, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I had a couple things here. Nothing nothing huge. I would think it was Comic-Con weekend. I was expecting something to come up. Uh, there's a book by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch called The Batman's Grave. Let's see. This is about... This is real. DC teases that this new series will feature a new take on Batman and offer one who has an almost psychotic identification with murder victims that leads him to become obsessed with the intricacies of their lives before their murder, often to his own detriment, and the concern of Alfred Pennyworth. Does that sound good? Does that sound terrible? No. That sounds horrible. One who has an almost psychotic identification with murder victims. I just found it weird. Maybe it's just so more he, the title than anything else. The Batman's Grave. So he's not even like he's not even obsessed with solving the murders or anything like that. He's just obsessed with the victims' lives before they were murdered. Yeah, apparently, become obsessed with the interesting. And then he yeah. gets to the and then he gets to the murdered part, and he's like, ah, <laughs> whatever. So he finds <laughs> the right. people murdered. He reads about their backstory. Go, oh, okay, and doesn't do anything to try to stop the murderer. Speaking of things that sound shitty and involve Batman. I saw a commercial for that Alfred Pennyworth mm-hmm. show, and it looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's like this ain't your granddaddy's Alfred yeah. or whatever, and like has him kick it. I'm like, who gives a it, fuck? Yeah, it's another show where it's where they somebody had a show and brought it to the studio. The studios turned that into a DC comic show, and I'll make it. You know, it, was, it had nothing to do with Alfred. And they just ah, let's call this guy Alfred. Call that guy Tom, and there we go. I think it'd be better if it was like the Alfred from Snyder's. Universe where he's like, it's just him as like a theater actor. <laughs> and it just shows him trying to get roles. Oh, that would like be awesome. Doing roles and pl- doing his plays and stuff. And it's like just totally serious. There's no like craziness or anything. Nothing <laughs> Batman related. Really nothing. Because that, that's what I picture would be. A lot of these characters that have a past. <laughs> the past would be nothing like a DC comic. <clears throat> until they get to that point where there's, you know, they meet Batman or meet Superman or something. So yeah, I think that would be a perfect way to go. He's just, it's just about a struggling actor. I think that'd be... That, I'd watch that show. Not this new Pennyworth coming out. Fuck no, that yeah, show. I'm not going to watch that. There's a new James Bond book coming out by Vita Ayala <gasps> and Danny Lore. Oh, yeah? So... Is this, I just threw that out there because I know you like the, uh, the... Yeah, James I was Bond reading... I've, yeah, I've been reading them. They're pretty good. Are they still, I are think, still doing them? Uh, yeah, they were on one. I actually... It was James Bond. I think it's called Origin and I stopped reading that one. But... Because it kind of strayed from what they were going, and then I didn't really want to read another origin, so I was going to pick it up with the new stuff whenever this one ended. So, but I've been keeping my eye on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I haven't. I've only read a couple of them. I didn't get a chance to read most of them. It's good stuff. You know about the Birds of Prey movie coming out? I know of a Birds of Prey movie that's supposed to come out. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> they're actually filming it, so it, it'll 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 be out. This is not one where it's gonna. Um, uh, what is it? Fall through the cracks or anything. But, all, completely unrelated, I'm sure, there's a new Birds of Prey comic coming out by Brian Azzarello with Harley Quinn, the Huntress, Renee Montoya, and Black Canary. Sounds familiar? They're all the uh, characters that are in the movie. Oh, how convenient. How convenient. <laughs> Azzarello, though. Like, Azzarello, right? Uh, yep. He's going to be all Azzarello about it. In a good way or a bad way? Probably in a bad. It hasn't been in a good way in a while. No, he hasn't done anything good in a while. His oh, uh, he did not since Wonder Woman. Not song. since one. That's what I say. Not since yeah. Wonder Woman. But like, I don't know that Joker or was it Damned or whatever. Yeah, yeah that one was just. It was him trying. It seemed like he was like Azarello trying too hard to be Azarello. Mm-hmm. So if he shakes that, maybe if he does like more of a Wonder Woman approach to the storytelling, 
then uh, yeah, that'd be great. Could be interesting. I just it's just you know coincidence that it's the exact same cast and whatnot. Are they actually gonna make anything good, or is it just really trying to uh, capture the audience from the movies? And does does that ever actually work? You go see the movie, go oh, now I'm gonna go to the comic book store and buy a comic of Birds of Prey. I don't think it happens often. So what are we supposed to be? Some kind of damn Birds of Prey? <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> there's a new uh, Thor movie coming out, and Natalie Portman's uh-huh. gonna be back. And you know uh-huh. who she's gonna play? Natalie Portman from uh, The Professional Italian. There you go. <laughs> She's playing the next Thor. Oh, it would be so much cooler if she was playing Natalia. <laughs> also, it would be like somebody else. She plays, <laughs> she plays Black Widow <laughs> in Thor. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so they're doing that whole storyline. Who knows if she's going to... No word if she's going to do the whole um, cancer, cancer thing. Which I think would be kind mm. of interesting. But Ragnarok was a pure comedy. So I don't know. I assume this is going to be pure comedy. Same director. Uh, oh, is that the one? That's so. That's is it called Love Thunder? Love or something? Thunder, yeah, yeah. Because I saw uh, the Marvel timeline. Oh, okay, so you saw it all. Well, yeah, but I didn't like read into. Mm-hmm. That's all I did was, read, and then I saw. But I noticed that that logo looked extremely eighties. Yep. I thought they were doing. I thought it was going to be like a. I don't know, like some kind of Stranger Things capitalization on like '80s love, and they were going to, that's when I was like, "Oh my god, they're going to turn Thor into like some kind of like yeah. maybe it'd be like uh, when he was when uh, Vincent D'Onofrio played him in uh, Adventures in Babysitting." Mm-hmm. Remember? Oh that? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty '80s. That was very so I well. That, it was being '80s. So the, the, you're saying that one's going to have Natalie Portman as Thor? Yeah. though? that doesn't sound very '80s it's at all. Not '80s at all. It sounds very uh, 2019. Well, look at that logo and tell me that's no, not... No, but it is. But, they, that was, but it, that was the same logo they used for Thor Ragnarok. Because they tried to oh, make Thor Ragnarok look like it was, it was an 80s colorful movie, even though it wasn't. But they did a lot of the art marketing for it that way. Hmm. And that's what they're doing with... Uh, it was a pair of peers what they're doing with this one. Hmm. But it, it was a big deal on Com- at Comic-Con, apparently, when she showed up. And they, hand, they handed her the hammer. It was like, oh, everyone's going nuts. And she was able to hold on to it. And she was able to... It did somebody down. hand it to her? Or did... <laughs> That's right. Somebody, somebody handed, handed it to her. her. She she pick, been... Did she pick? Did she pick it up? No, off the I think somebody handed it to her. You're right. She should just been on the stage, and Hemsworth uh, should have walked over, tried to pick it up, and couldn't, and then she would have should have picked it up. I don't think. Yeah. Come on, you should have asked us to write this. Universal, Universal, call me, and Comic Con, call there me. There you go. Got all these ideas. <laughs> yes. so, um, Tom King's getting another book, Strange Adventures, with Adam Strange. Uh, you excited? Okay. Yeah, because you know yeah. what? That sounds like a character that uh-huh. he can use as he wants instead of trying to have to make him like somebody. Exactly. And he could probably do well with that, kind of like he did with The Vision or Mr. Miracle. Or Did you ever finish? Did you ever read Mr. Miracle? Uh, Mr. Miracle. No, I stopped reading it, actually. Yeah, because I, I wanted to read that whole thing. I'm waiting for it to drop on the DCU app. It hasn't been there yet. Uh, yeah, I didn't like. I was like, I think three issues in, and I was like, I just can't continue to support this garbage. <laughs> was it that bad? <laughs> for me, it was. Okay. Yeah, Dark Side is. Dark Side is, and for me, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was all the Dark Side is stuff every page. Yeah. yeah so, so we'll see. I, don't know. I just. Didn't. I'm curious. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna read it, but that was there. Uh, and then what? So for the, for the movies, it was Doctor Strange two. So apparently, it's gonna be a horror. 
multi was it multi something about multiverse was in the title. You remember what it was? I didn't write that down. No, I didn't. Oh shit! I thought it said Doctor Strange and somebody else. Uh, Doctor Strange and the multi and the multiverse something. And the multi orgasmic hippopotamus. <laughs> what, what was that from? I don't know. You made that up. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. There's another good one. Yeah. Zing. <laughs> it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh. Yeah. So who knows? Some good on they, they teased, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But that's uh, supposed to be horror. I'm not sure the MCU can make a horror movie. Everything they've done is a pure comedy. But we'll see. What's the. Was the first one any good? I never saw it. It was alright. It was the same thing as most of the other movies. It was... Everybody compared it to um, Iron Man. Because the same kind of story structure. The guy's a bit of a jerk. And he doesn't want to be a hero. And then, hey, you're the only one that can do this. And then, you know, he... In this one, he has powers. I guess Iron Man, he kind of has powers. And then... Then he's a hero at the end. It's kind of like Ant-Man, too. Yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, the, all their origins are very similar. Yeah. Um... Shang-Chi and the Eternals are going to be out and Black Widow's out next year. Okay. None of those sound exciting. No, no they don't. Well, Black, I, I, I'm excited for Black Widow, but sort of. Shang-Chi, is it going to be like a hardcore kung fu movie? Uh, they haven't said what it's going to be. Because I'd like to see that. Like if they went like how they did Daredevil, like with that amount of choreography and kung fu and fighting. Like if they did that for a whole movie, I think like That'd be super cool. Yeah, oh yeah, it'd be great if they actually did that. It just it just seems like the MCU, all their movies feel exactly the same. So until they throw something out there that does feel different. Well, it seems like, well, they found a formula, and then once that stuck, they just started switching the genres mm-hmm. of the film. I think it was the, the the Captain America one, was it number two? Yeah. Where it was just like a spy yep. movie. That's like when that was, to me, was the change. It's like, all right, now this one's a spy mm-hmm. movie. Now then <clears throat> they had the buddy movie with... Uh, Loki and Thor. Now that's like the buddy pick, and then they had like the romance, and then they had the, you know, oh, it's like they just have the formula, but they switch up a genre, and then that's their that's the key to success for them, which works. But <clears throat> but even the genre doesn't know. feel like it's that much different. I don't know. Maybe it's just the tone of the movies don't really change much. So like, it, <clears throat> I just don't see it working as a horror, All right? Unless they completely make it dark and scary. They're going to do dark and scary better than DC can do well, dark and scary. Yeah, DC haven't made, hasn't made a horror movie either, so. Yeah, but they're always going for dark and scary. Mm-hmm. Just dark. And scary. And scary. All right. All right. So then to end this all, I've got a little game here. Ooh. One, two, or three. Three. Right. So this is Black Eyed Kids number one. Black Eyed Kids number one. What? The comic book title is Black Eyed oh, okay. Kids number one. <laughs> Okay, I got it. <laughs> Should I say it again? No, no, right. I got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so here we go. Black black guys, kids? Black guys, <laughs> black guys kids? Hot guys, kids? Wait, wait, hold on. What? Hot girl? Hot girls, kids? All right. Hawk girl. Black-eyed kids. You hear about it happening all the time. To other families. To other kids. You are close with your kids. They tell you everything. Then one day you start noticing subtle changes in your kids' behavior. Moody, lethargic, dilated pupils to be uh, to the point they are almost black. America's drug epide- epidemic just hit home. Eisner Award winner Joe Pruitt is joined by artist Zyman Kudransky for this terrifying new horror series. <clears throat> Alright, one of the other two. One or two. So that's choice one. One. Alright. 
It's dark. You're alone. Then there's a knock. You open the door to find two seemingly normal kids. They ask to come in to borrow your phone to call for a ride. You find yourself overcome with an intense fear that you can't explain. And then you notice their eyes. Black. Solid black. You want to run. But now they're inside. It's too but late. But you're in your own house. <laughs> sorry, it's sorry. It's too late. They have you. And then Eisner Award winner Joe Pruitt is joined by artist Simon Kudransky for this terrifying new horror series. Right. Okay. <laughs> the last one. Kids get into fights all the time, you think to yourself. It's normal to see, to sometimes see a kid with a black eye at your son's school. But is it normal to see two kids? No, three kids. Four kids in your son's class? Your son would tell you if something was wrong, wouldn't he? You learn what fear truly is when you decide to report this to your son's principal. Eisner Award winner Joe Pruitt is joined by artist Simon Kudransky for this terrifying new horror series. I made up two of them. Wow. Wow. So you got kids. Well, the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you got, what was, oh, just somebody, home invasion with like just black eyed, like literal. Home invasion with kids literally having black eyes. Uh, and then eyes you got black. the. Uh, kids with getting black eyes dr- from the, fights or something. The, the drug, the drug epidemic, yep. black-eyed pupils. Okay, that's pretty good. So, and one of them's real, and one, and it's a horror comic. Uh, I would go only because when you said black-eyed kids, I I went instantly to like, like getting a black eye, like you got mm-hmm. punched. I wouldn't have thought of like drug pupils, and I wouldn't have thought of like the whole eye being blacked mm-hmm. out. So I'm gonna go with. Just based on that, because that's the first thing in my brain. I'll go with the Fight Club kids. <laughs> no, you're wrong. I win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously, because I was like, damn it. <laughs> All right. So it's not that one. Which of the other ones are you going to go for? Oh, so, okay. So is it either the... Is it the Home Invasion or the Home Invasion drugs? or the drug book? Well, the Home Invasion one actually sounds really scary. So, I mean, <laughs> I'd have to... I'd, next, I'd go with the Home yes, Invasion. Yes, Home Invasion one. Oh, thank God, because like, if you're writing a horror comic about, like, the drug epidemic, I'm like, what kind of shitty PSA message? <laughs> well, I was going to go, this turf, I don't know, I was going to talk about uh, this poignant book about drugs or something, but I kept the, the, the actual final in there. And I almost went that way, but then when you were, because, like, you, the one where it was like, you want to run, but I was like, you're already in your house. I was like, that's totally, <laughs> like, Mike's, listen, Mike would, he's not a professional writer. He's totally going to miss that, but no, oh my God. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, I did th- you know what the funny part is I never thought of that. Your house you can't run. <laughs> Where am I gonna run mm-hmm. to? Alright, it's now two to three. With me, oh, me up, I'm up three to <clears throat> three to two there. Well, I feel a comeback All right. for next week. Speaking of next week and coming back. I hope everybody comes back. <laughs> I've been listening to this for episode seven. Until then, uh goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter. Boom, 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 boom.